Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Real Deal. We're in episode 898. We're getting close to 900. We'll be at 900 probably later this week uh, as we continue to look at the epic hit series, Snowfall Seasons 1 through 3. We are now halfway through first season. We're on episode 6, a long time coming. Um, in this episode, to do a quick recap for this episode, Franklin and Gustavo seek help from their from their families. Honey Mac gets a second chance. Gustavo and Lucia get closer. So that was that was basically a quick recap on on this on this episode of this week's episode. Well, not this week's episode. It's not <laughs> this week's. Oh boy, on this particular episode. Um, themes for this episode, rule of three. I will flush that out over the course of the podcast. Franklin, you know, just ignoring ignoring jewels, ignoring nuggets to in, in terms of staying out of the uh drug game. Um, he ignores those. We'll talk about that. We will talk about that uh over the course of the podcast. The A V Club would not like this episode either. This is probably like the Third or fourth straight week, at least maybe episodes four, five, six. Yeah, this is the third straight week that the AV Club has not cared for this particular care for the uh, these episodes. But getting at it now, they did give it a B minus, which is not horrible. Like if it was like a C or a D, of course, C minus D or a D, but B minus is not terrible. Um, they said you no, know, the show continued to lose momentum going towards as they move past the halfway point. Basically, they're not happy. They were not happy with some of the similar things that they've been complaining about um, in terms of uh, in terms of Franklin and in terms of the characters not being held accountable for their actions. They don't they hate they hated the story, the Teddy uh, Teddy Mac Alejandro storyline. They just they they despise that. Don't feel like that they didn't feel like there was enough um information given to it i gotta be fair with i I mean i gotta be fair in in terms of the writers um that's a lot to go into with the with the iran contra the ronald reagan all that stuff that that's a show in itself so i I will give the i i have someone have to give the writers a pass from that standpoint um because that is like i said that is a show that's documentaries those are books that you know i'm sure they have been written in terms of what was going on in, in the eighties with the crack with the crack epidemic, um with crack and cocaine being flown into the United States and you know provided by the United States government towards and, and, and you know, basically into the uh into black communities and all over Los Angeles, all over this country. So I like they can't go all they couldn't they could not go all the way in on that that point of the uh that part of the story. They just couldn't like that. That it is, you know, that's almost too much story to tell. So we're gonna be minus. Um, we'll see what we'll see what they say next week. We're gonna deep dive the character knees. So the character knees was played by brilliantly played by Bokeem Woodbine. Um, we of course we've seen Bokeem Woodbine has been around forever. Um, talk about Jason's lyric and. You know, strapped and some of the movies. Remember that HBO movie, Strapped. That reason. So he's been around for a long, long time. Um, he just he owned this. He owned this particular role. Like he had there was he had what two scenes 
And those two scenes, now, you know, he's he's starring opposite Franklin and Jerome, two signature characters on on this show. Um, especially starring opposite going, you know, going toe-to-toe with those two, especially Franklin. And to me, like immediately, as soon as he starts talking, we're gonna flush out more over the course of a podcast in terms of what the, the conversation that he had with Franklin. But as soon as he starts out talking, he immediately had total command of the of the scene. Nunes is a cat, of course, is a friend of Jerome's. He tries to Jerome tries to enlist him to help Franklin to convince uh Franklin not to not to go deep into the drug game. Remember, Jerome at this point, Jerome wants Franklin just to do just to keep it simple. Sell the dime bags, sell the stuff around, you know, sell it, you know, just just be safe. Jerome is Jerome just wants does not want Franklin to deal with uh, any cocaine. He tries to enlist Knees with the help to talk Franklin out of it. Of course, we know that Knees is not successful successful at that. But what he does give Franklin are some jewels and some things that will like carry him through. That some things that will resonate over the course of this entire series, in terms of what he said to, in terms of what he said to Franklin. Uh, Knees had his own. You know, remember, Knees had his own struggles, his own dealings in the, in the drug game, lost half a nut through, with a, through a bullet that got shot when he got shot off a, a failed drug deal. And again, he's basically trying to convince Franklin, hey, man, this is not this is not the move. This is not the move. Um, there's like, you know, he has he has there are three drugs. I might as well go over right now. Three jewels in this life, he says, is your, what your mother tells you, what the streets show you, and what the future holds for you. Two of them you have, he says, two of them you have no control over. So think about that in regards to Franklin saying, his mom, the streets, and, and, and his future. All three of those resonated throughout the entire series when you think about it. Not just this season, the entire series. So again, this character was, again, brilliantly played by uh, Bokeem Woodbine. And Bokeem Woodbine, I, I, like, I don't think he's underrated. He's somewhat underrated. I think he might be underappreciated uh, for, you know, for uh, the type of actor he is. Um, he's not somebody who just who will just pop in to play, to play in any type of movie. Doesn't, you don't see him a lot, but when he, you know, when he gets a, uh, some good material like Fargo a couple years back where he destroyed that role, and probably should have won. Probably should have won an Emmy, a Golden Globe for that for his portrayal of the, uh, the Kansas City gangster. I forgot what the, what the name of the gangster he played, but he absolutely killed that role. And again, has been around for a long time and just owns both the scenes scenes that he was in uh, with Franklin. As he's again, he's trying to steer Franklin out of the drug game or going too deep into the drug game. Best scenes, uh, Gustavo, Lucia, and Hernan. So Gustavo introduces, uh, he finds his his, his uh, estranged brother Hernan. Clearly there's been something that has uh, happened in the past that they did not discuss, and we'll, we'll find out soon enough, that has gotten, you know, that has kept them apart. Hernan is in a wheelchair. Hernan has, you know, gang connections. Uh, Gustavo tries to enlist the, the help of Hernan, and Hernan initially threatens Gustavo and and Lucia as they try to find a uh, a a uh, coke connect 
or someone to uh move the to move the drugs and um in terms of territory and things of that nature. Um initially again Hernan blows off Gustavo and Lucille threatens to threatens to hurt him, if not kill him, uh if they don't leave him alone. But Gustavo talks Hernan talks sense into Hernan. Hernan of course is in the wheelchair. He clearly is struggling financially, not making enough money, and Gustavo is able to talk him into and talk him into having him beat uh Stomper and some of the other uh who is the main drug man around that area. So he's able to talk him into it. Um, says he will take care of him. If he does this, we'll take care of Hernan. Um Hernan's, you know, listen, Hernan, there's clearly something that happened. Like you get a sense, you got the sense that that Gustavo is probably the reason why Hernan ended up in that wheelchair, or or made like you got that kind of you got that sense, or something happened uh, in the past that has him pissed off at Gustavo. Um, he warns Lucille if things get you know things get if things get rough that Gustavo will run away, will run away and disappear. So he gives he gives Lucille that warning. Uh, but again, Gustavo was able to talk him into um, setting up the meeting with uh, Stomper. Jerome and Franklin. So Franklin comes over, gives Jerome the money uh, for the gun. Um, he, as we see, Jerome is you know baking cookies. Uh, Jerome, this is the second time in the episode that someone tries to talk Franklin either out of the drug business or down, or tries to tell him to like kind of scale it back a bit. Earlier in the episode, you had Claudia only taking four keys, only taking two, two, only taking two keys instead of four. As she says, "Hey, I'm not that deep in the drug game. I'm not a drug dealer per se. I'm an entertainer. Uh, you didn't learn your lesson from Lenny and Ray Ray." And Franklin takes the other two keys as he uh, takes the other two keys as uh, he and Leon and Kevin left uh, Claudia's club as she, as she had had no respect for them, but. Jerome's basically telling Franklin, look, you, like, this cocaine is going to mess you up uh, in terms of trying to move it. It's, it's too high profile of a drug. If you're going to sell it, if you're going to sell it, you're going to have to find uh, another place to sell it. You're going to have to find somewhere else to sell it. Now, initially, he says, you know, the best thing, to, the best bet is to sell, if you're going to sell anything, sell it in the neighborhood. Anywhere else you go sell, anywhere else you go sell, you you uh you risk exposure with the cops, with with the cops or anybody else who's looking at who's looking to hurt you. So he um so again, Jerome ideally would want Franklin to sell again to sell his dime bags in the in the neighborhood. That's it. But Franklin understands that that has that has limitations in terms of the type of money that they can make or the type of money that they're going to make. So Jerome, so Louis comes in and he tells, Louis comes in and says, hey, why don't you take him to knees? Of course, we just, we talked about knees and uh, we talked about knees and what, uh, and what knees and who knees was. So Jerome, so initially, the thing about this scene, and it wasn't a confusing scene, but I guess, <laughs> like, I guess Jerome was trying to talk Franklin somewhat down about getting into, about the drug game and about the cocaine game, but he wasn't. He didn't do a very good job because 
two things. He encouraged him to say, basically said, hey, you got to sell it to your own neighborhood, okay? And two, um, he didn't shoot down Louie when she said, introduce, you, introduce him to Nies. So I guess, I, based on what transpired with Nies, I guess that they were trying to, you know, and we saw what happened with, we saw, we explained earlier with the deep dive with, with Nies that I guess they thought that Nies could possibly scare him out of the out of the drug deal, out of the drug game, which was not going to happen, which which certainly did not happen. Um, we go to Nies and Franklin. So there are two parts of the scene. There were two scenes. We're gonna, we're gonna do two in one. The first part, Nies gives the first part. Nies is with Franklin and Jerome, and Nies tells him the story. They tell him the story about you know how he you know lost lost a, a nut. You know, half his ball sack in a, in, a, in a drug deal that failed. He tries to, you know, tell Franklin about how the neighborhood was during that time. Then Franklin shows it with the FBI. Then Franklin shows him how educated he is in terms of regards to understanding uh, the Black Panthers, because of course his dad, Alton, it was, it was a Black Panther. So this time, Nies is trying to tell Franklin, Nies is trying to steer Franklin clear of it, uh, of the drug game. Um, and initially, you know, he's talking to Franklin. Franklin is still showing interest, regardless of what these are saying. Franklin is still showing interest in it. Uh, so they leave. They leave. Franklin comes back by himself. Um, now Franklin. Now, at this point, it's just Franklin and knees. Franklin, no knees. Franklin knows that knees has. As it has connections or has an address in regards to uh, some Mexicans um, who have territory or some connect Mexican connections. And again, before he gives him the address, he again tries to talk him out of it. With those three jewels in life, um, Nies tries to say, "Hey, you just don't know good. Basically, you don't know good advice when it's when it's shown to you." Those 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 jewels were free, but this address is gonna cost you a thousand dollars. And Franklin acquiesces and pays him a thousand dollars for the address for the uh connection. And again, this is Jerome, Franklin, Jerome, these, and Claudia. So Franklin at every turn up until this point in the episode has basically been talked down or talked or, or seemingly talked away from the drug game. But he proceeds regardless. He proceeds and continues to uh, pursue it. Uh, we go to Franklin also in Ephraim. So Franklin, Franklin is uh, in the neighborhood. Neighborhood, no gun. He just has his mom. He ends up borrowing his mom's car. He goes in the neighborhood. Ephraim is one of the one of the local guys who obviously is is connected and somehow is connected. Uh, he's in their neighborhood, and Franklin go ask him. Basically, Franklin, who clearly like like this is a Mexican neighborhood, so Franklin sticks out as, as like a sore thumb. He's never been there before, so he's he's a stranger. Um, and we see that uh, you see that Franklin. Uh, he talks to Franklin, asking where are you from, why are you here. Initially, it seems like he's gonna let Franklin go, and he busts his window. Takes they take Franklin captive uh beat him up and were ready to kill him until he runs into until 
they run into uh, Oso and Lucille. Oso intervenes, says he's doing business with Stopper. Stopper, of course, seemingly seemingly runs that neighborhood, tells Ephraim, basically, or gives Ephraim a head nod to back off. And also, in essence, saved Franklin's life. Franklin, of course, gives um, also his name. And Franklin immediately makes a connection, makes a connection that uh, was able to put together that also is here, also and Lucia was here, must be here doing business. And they must, they must, they might have been headed towards the same connection. So he introduces himself officially. They met, they briefly met earlier, remember in the first episode at the wrestling match, but he officially introduces himself to uh, Franklin. Um, Lucille remembers him from the uh, from the wrestling match, but he introduces himself to Oso, officially gives him his name, and basically says, you know, if you need something, let me know. He tries to tell Franklin, hey, get the fuck out of here. Um, going to kill you. When they, when they actually were going to kill you. So, that is, again, we'll see what, obviously what transpires, transpires with Franklin also and Lucille. We certainly won't be, they won't, we're not done with those three uh, in regards to what, what what's going to be happening with them. We got Teddy and Alejandro. So, Teddy um, and Alejandro uh, meet up. This is the last part of the episode. They talk about the deal. Teddy, of course, is, you know, Teddy, of course, they just came come from uh, Nicaragua. Uh, not Nicaragua, but they just, they're coming off that plane crash, if you remember. Teddy trying to get back with his family. His wife gives him a second chance. Um, and he's with Alejandro. And Alejandro sees this young lady who is um, taping, who is stapling pictures. He recognizes the picture of a missing girl. He recognizes the picture as one of the girls that he killed, that he killed back at the place in episode one, if you remember that, back at the mansion uh, before uh, he before he killed her. And of course, Logan, the guy that was the point person before Teddy OD'd. And Alejandro finally comes clean to Teddy, something that Teddy had probably suspected the entire time, that he killed the girl, that, the, that he killed that girl that was missing. Teddy, of course is besides himself because that is going to that's going to put more heat on him himself as well as Alejandro. So that is how that basically how the episode um wrapped up uh with finally Alejandro uh coming clean uh coming clean to Teddy about killing the young lady at the uh at the house in episode 1. MVP is also also makes a con- he makes a connection he gets Lucille to connect with Stomper, he saves Franklin's life, and he's getting, frankly, he's getting closer to Lucia as far as, you know, romantically, they haven't done anything yet up to this point, but uh, you see them getting closer over the course of this episode. No Pedro in this episode, no Villain the but family outside of Lucia, uh, no Avi, Again for the second straight for the uh second straight episode. Um so you just this made this squarely was Franklin. Franklin also Lucio and also Teddy Mack. Um yeah, also yeah, again also saves Franklin's life saved Franklin's life. Um now I think I you know, up to this point, I don't think also was thinking that he was saving his life uh to do business with him. I think he just saved his life just, you know just as a goodwill favor 
uh, Franklin was the one thinking about business in that in, in that particular scene, but also definitely is the MVP as he got his his brother to uh, to get a to be a, a connection to a guy's brother to introduce him to a uh, to a connection that they desperately needed if they were going to move the drugs and make money uh, again to to gain more power in the building the Weber family. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I will see you next time as we look at episode seven, season one of Snowfall.